It was 11 years ago exactly, on Friday, July 6th, 2007. It was not only the eve of Buddy and Donna's 39th anniversary, <laughs> but I stood on this bima over there, a little bit, delivering my first sermon as an ordained rabbi. I had started my tenure as Shari Tzedek's assistant rabbi two weeks earlier, before the usual July 1st start date for new rabbis, so that Rabbi Bernholtz could show me the ropes, teaching me where the hospitals and the cemeteries were, filling me in on any ongoing congregant issues, making sure I knew how to sync my Palm Pilot with my new Shari Tzedek email address. I'll still be coming to you for computer advice. <laughs> this was all before he and Donna left for two weeks vacation in a remote part of Utah with no phone reception and limited email. Now, this is actually a very common experience for new assistants, and Rabbi was very considerate to give me those two weeks prior that most don't get. I survived those two weeks home alone, as Rabbi had assured me I would. And now, 11 years later, I stand at the center of this bima for another first, although this time things are a little bit different. To start, this time Rabbi and Donna are here. <laughs> and Rabbi, while I know that you are so happy to be sitting in the congregation with Donna, how does it feel? Good. <laughs> you already know, and, and I want to make sure the congregation knows, that sitting next to you on this bima, standing with you as Shari Tzedek enters this new stage of its life, and looking to you for advice as we determine its course. These are major reasons why I returned to Tampa and why I'm standing here this evening. While I now know where the hospitals and cemeteries are, and if I don't, rather than that Palm Pilot, I have a phone in my pocket that will tell me where anything is and the fastest way to get there. The guidance that you have always given me and I know will continue to give me is one thing that has never changed over these 11 years, and for that I'm truly grateful. In other ways, things have changed, and these changes are inevitable, unavoidable, and in most cases, beautiful. 11 years ago, as I drove down I-75 from Ohio, I stopped at Rabbi and Donna's house in Carrollwood to borrow their air mattress knowing that it would be a few days before the few things I owned that were actually worth moving arrived at my new home. This time, driving down I-95 before heading across I-4, a much larger moving truck was behind us, still a few days away with very little, if anything, remaining from that original move. I think my closet, I have about two shirts that I owned before I met Jason. <laughs> it's amazing how things just slowly disappear. <laughs> this time, 
my car was filled with my own two air mattresses, a pack-and-play crib, and a week's worth of clothes and supplies for four, seeing as I was now caravanning with a second car, driven by Jason, my wife, carrying Eva, our almost three-year-old daughter, Judd, our one-year-old son, and their uncle Ferris, our six-ish-year-old terrier mix. <laughs> yes, a few things have changed. And while I would never blame Jason, Eva, Judd, Ferris, or Rabbi Bernholtz, in the past 11 years, I've gained quite a few gray hairs, mostly on my beard, since I've lost quite a bit of the hair on the top of my head. While I changed and grew throughout my eight years in Tampa, so many of the changes in my life have occurred over the past three years, as I served as senior rabbi of Shira Me in Newtown, Pennsylvania, in beautiful Bucks County, where Jason got to experience for the first time what it is to have four seasons, and where we both came to understand the Wegmans publics debate that I had heard so many of you <laughs> talk about who come from the Northeast. Shirami is an extremely special community as well. When I moved to, in part, because so many elements that it possesses, its phenomenal staff, its programming for all ages, it's being a community in which everyone cares so deeply about everyone else and where everyone is committed to, to thriving synagogue life as an essential part of a meaningful Jewish life that will be here for generations to come. So many elements of Shirami reminded me of Shari Tzedek. And while I stole, borrowed, no, stole, so many pieces of what we do here, to bring there, and I only called the sweet shirami raisins sweet shari tzedek raisins once. Um, <laughs> but in those three years, I also learned so much that I will bring here. And additionally, I began to learn some of the differences between being an assistant rabbi and a senior rabbi. And in many ways, one of the biggest of those is also the biggest difference between being a 26-year-old bachelor and now being a husband and a father of two. Before I share that difference with you, I want to tell you a story. And I'm thrilled to have my dad here this evening. He did make it past 7.30. <laughs> and while I can't remember if I learned this story from him or my opa, his father, I'll go ahead and give him the credit tonight. Sorry, Opa. The story goes that a man and his son were traveling with their donkey. The father was riding the donkey with the son walking beside him. A passerby stopped them saying, how cruel of you to make your son walk while you ride beside him like a king. So the two switched places. But the next passerby stopped them, saying, How cruel of you to make your father walk while you ride beside him like a king. So the two of them walked together next to the donkey, until a passerby stopped them, saying, 
How foolish of you to walk while a perfectly good donkey walks empty beside you. So the two of them got on the donkey together until another passerby stopped them saying, how cruel of you to put such weight on an innocent donkey. After finally thinking of the perfect solution, one more passerby stopped them saying, what kind of a jack donkey walks around carrying a donkey on his back? It works better without the PG edit, but you get the idea. I share this story with you on this, my first Shabbat in this new position, because while perhaps a slight downer on this joyous evening, this is one of the biggest changes I've had to accept as my life has changed. As an assistant rabbi, as that 26-year-old who was solely responsible for myself, I rarely had to make decisions that would make anyone else upset or unhappy. And when I did, in that rabbi part of my life at least, I had the luxury of diverting the blame to Rabbi Bernholtz. <laughs> which I only did because he told me that's what I was supposed to do. And Rabbi Farb, I still plan on putting the blame completely on you. So. But I know that's not the case, and, and you can blame me, don't worry. Because I'm now learning that both as a parent, and believe me, for you parents of teenagers, I do know that my life is much easier now with toddlers who can mostly be distracted from any dissatisfaction with a cookie. I know it will get harder as they get older. And as a rabbi, I am learning and I've learned that Sometimes the choices that I have to make, the mistakes that I inevitably make, leave someone upset and unhappy. Although you'd be surprised how many congregants can be distracted by cookies as well, <laughs> which perhaps is the true origin of the Oneg Shabbat, just in case someone's unhappy with one of the cantor's melodies or the rabbi's sermon, we do have fantastic cookies in the Buckman Rachelson social hall behind you after services. But as a husband, a parent, and a senior rabbi, in all seriousness, it is my responsibility to own those consequences rather than diverting blame. And I share this story with you on this, my first Shabbat in this new position, not because last week's Torah portion was about a donkey, a talking one, but because I stand here this evening looking out at all of you, thinking of those who are unable to be here as well, so many with whom I deeply cherish the relationship that we've built, and so many of whom I can't wait to meet and to get to know better. And just as I look forward to sharing all of the changes in my life with you and hearing of all of the changes that you've been through, I can't believe how big all of the kids have gotten. I also know that during our time together, as hard as it may be to believe, I will make some of you unhappy at some point. 
something I do, something I don't do, something I say, something I don't say, a choice that I make or one that I don't, something I don't remember or a place I can't be. It will be unintended but also unavoidable. And I've learned that communication is key, so when I do, please let me know. Preferably without calling me a donkey. <laughs> but any time I'm here to talk, my door is open. I can't promise that things will always be able to change in the way you'd like. But I can promise that I will always listen. But even as I know that I will occasionally disappoint, I can also promise that everything I do will have the intent of strengthening this community, of meeting the needs of our diverse members, of utilizing our Jewish tradition to give the resources to make our lives and our families' lives better, and using our resources to try to make our Tampa community and beyond a better place to the best of our ability. I will do my best to continue the traditions that have made Shari Tzedek the extremely special place that it is, and to foster the conversations that are necessary to determine the direction in which we hope to continue to move. And as I've learned over 11 years in the rabbinate here and in Pennsylvania, and in almost five years of marriage to my partner and my rock, Rarely are we alone. I'm extremely comforted to know that in making so many of these choices, far beyond a father, a son, and a donkey, there are so many of us who will count on one another, sometimes carrying, sometimes being carried, and most often sharing that load together. Along with the guidance and continued support of Rabbi Bernholtz, I'm so lucky to be accompanied on this journey by those with whom I've worked for years, Mark and Cantor, Sherry and Lindsay, and those who I am so excited to continue to get to know and learn from, Rabbi Farb and Jody. With our phenomenal group of lay leaders, Richard and the board, and so many members of our community, who gives so much to make sure that no one rabbi is left with a donkey on his back. In this week's Torah portion, Pinchas, which I went back and checked was the Torah portion 11 years ago, that night I actually talked about the hot dog eating contest. And for those who follow, it was the first year that Joey Chestnut won. I couldn't quite make it fit this time, which is probably for the better for all of us. But in this, if anyone wants to remember how I made the connection, I'm happy to send you the sermon. But in this week's Torah portion, we see Moses and God in their leadership and guidance of the Israelites in the wilderness. And I believe we see them both at their worst and at their best. At the end of last week's Torah portion, we see God through Moses encouraging the Israelites to impale any Israelite men who are found cohabiting with Midianite women. And at the beginning of this week's Parsha, 
Pinchas, who did exactly what he was told to do, is rewarded for his work. This is not necessarily what we would view as a highlight of our people's time in the wilderness and not the kind of commandment we want to think about coming from God and from Moses. But at the end of the Parsha, we see the beautiful story of Zelophehad's daughters, living at a time in which all ownership and inheritance was in the name of men. Zelophehad had no sons when he died. And his daughters, Machla, Noah, Chogla, Milka, and Tirzah, came to Moses to ask that their father's land be given to them rather than being split among their surviving male relatives as the law stood at the time. God, through Moses, decreed that their plea was just, that the law should be changed. In the first case, a change in behavior incited fear and hatred, while in the second, Change brought compassion and understanding. As my family and our Shari Tzedek family begin a new chapter together this evening, my prayer is that as we all change, as we continue to grow into ourselves, that we always embrace all those upon whose shoulders we stand, that we always support one another, ensuring that no change expected or not, leaves a member of our community bearing an unbearable load on their own, and that we face every moment seeing one another with the compassion and understanding embodied by the response to Zalofchad's daughters so many years ago, knowing that every situation has its own context and unique needs. May we embark on this journey together, lifting one another supporting one another, and moving forward together in love and in peace. Amen.